So what came to me to share with you today is the power of the word. We're going to start the next group Sadhana, which will all be revolving about the power of word and to speak truthfully, to speak what is in your heart, from your heart, and to become very aware of the power of your word. What do you create with your word? What do you manifest? What do you put out into the world? And what, through what you put out, the cause and effect, what do you receive back? So that is something that we're going to look into in the next group sadhana. I wanted to um, open this uh, session today, this meditation session with all of you, with a quote that I came uh, uh, upon uh, by Yogi Bhajan that really struck me. And I will try to explain through this quote what it means to me. And yeah, because I can only share from my own understanding. But let's see how we can connect in that. And maybe it wakes up something in your consciousness. Maybe it brings you to some understanding from your side. So let's see what happens. So I wanted to bring the words of the master, Yogi Bhajan, to you through my voice. So I'm going to use my voice, the vibration in this moment in time to speak the words that have been spoken many years ago, but that still ring very true to me at least. So uh, it's nice uh, to really consciously listen to these words. That's a very important part, of course, of the power of the word is that you hear these words. Now, before I share this quote, I want to say something about that. Because um, often when we communicate, we need to understand and become aware of the fact that a lot of times we think we are listening, but actually while the other person is talking, we are already thinking about what we are going to say next. So we're not really listening, we're hearing it, but we're like looking into, we're finding the things that these other people are saying that we can like hook onto and give our feedback, our point of view, um, our reply. We're like listening, do I need to uh, give some advice? Do I need to defend myself? Do I have to give my opinion? So we're not really listening. And um, what I love about the practice of it being a yogi is that you're trained to be present and neutral and patient. This is something I also shared in the Inner Peace Sadhana. This is something that came up for me really clearly last week is that with our practice, we train ourselves to be present, we train ourselves to be neutral and we train our patience so that we can really be present for ourselves and for the ones who are with us. So if you have these qualities, if you train these qualities, you can actually listen to what the other person is saying to you and receive these words in an open space. And instead of immediately reacting to what this other person is saying with your concept, your ideas, um, your opinion or your conclusion or analyzes, you can actually feel the vibration of the words and you can like let them sink into your heart, into your presence and from there see what comes up instead of just talking from a reaction. Becoming aware of the power of your word is also becoming really aware of the cause and the effect. We'll look much deeper into that. It's too much to share all of that now. 
But for now, I want to invite you, that was my introduction, to listen. So try to just listen. Hear the sounds of the words that you can understand because you've learned in your life that a certain word has a certain meaning. And it's our way to communicate. We are the only sentient beings on this planet who can communicate in this way. Of course, communication is going on on a lot of other levels as well. But we have a very direct way of communication, which is the word. So just try to listen with your two ears. Receive these words into your consciousness. And don't jump to any conclusions. Don't think about... What do I think? Do I think this is true? La 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 la. Just receive them. Okay? That is our, a practice that we're, I want to share with you today. And after that, I will just say a little more things, but not too much. And we'll do the meditation. So you can take it into a experience. Alright? So if you can, uh, it's nice if you can close your eyes. And just sit with your eyes closed. And become aware of your breath and body. Become aware of yourself, feel your presence, and allow yourself to fall into a deeper space of silence. Like an open space. Now in this open space, I'm going to introduce some words to you from Yogi Bhajan and the invitation is to just listen. <coughs> okay, here it comes. If you can listen and hear the power of your own spoken word, your own committed language, and it is remembered by you, it becomes you. That is the work of the mind. It should listen consciously and help you be surprisingly successful. I'm going to repeat it once so that you can listen to it again. If you can listen and hear the power of your own spoken word, your own committed language, and it is remembered by you, it becomes you. That is the work of the mind. It should listen consciously and help you be surprisingly successful. So there is a few things I want to uh, highlight here. In the first sentence he says, if you can listen, not just listen, but if you can listen and hear the power of your own spoken word. So what this means to me is that he, it is an invitation to not just speak, but to also listen and hear, to your, and hear yourself speaking so that you are very aware of the words that you put out there, the words that you choose to share to give an insight into your inner world, to proclaim or to utter what you want or need or what you want to 
manifest so that you become very aware of the power of your word and to realize that your words are like little seeds that you plant into the universe, into the consciousness of other people. You give such direction with your word. You shape with your word. Your word is so powerful. And a lot of us, uh, including myself, a lot of times I'm not aware of it. So our training as yogis is to become very aware of the power of our word and to listen and hear what we are saying. Not just blah, 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 go and put these words out there like emptying a bucket of words over your partner or your children and just complain or whatever. What is it that you're putting out there? And become aware of the power of your own spoken word. He's saying spoken. So there's also words that we think. That's what we're dealing with inside of ourselves. That's our inner job. But then from the inner world, we are sharing with others. So what words do you speak? What are you sharing with the world? And how are you shaping your world through what you speak out? Become very aware of that. So then he says, your own committed language Committed language, what does that mean? To me, it means that you only speak what you feel committed to. Do you feel committed to creating a world full of complaint, of uh, misery, of uh, failure, of a very bad reflection about yourself? Is that what you're committed to? Is it, Are you committed to create this kind of a universe for yourself through your spoken word or are you committed to create true open and honest communication are you committed to be compassionate in your words are you committed to be successful in your words are you committed to create a connection are you committed to uplift and elevate others through what you're, you're saying? And in, that includes yourself, of course. If you utter uplifting and elevating words, you yourself, of course, will also be elevated through that. So what is your language committed to? Where is your commitment in your words? And it is remembered by you. It becomes you. So if what you say is how you create yourself you remember it and that's that's the vibration that you create and that is like shaping who you represent yourself to be how other people start to see you of course there's a whole world behind words but words are the most direct thing that we have what are we putting out there and yeah so that is a very important thing what do you want to become it starts with a seed, just like a tree or a flower or whatever that needs to grow. It starts with a seed, even you. You are the product of an egg and a seed. If that, these two didn't come together, if there was no seed, you were not here. So it all starts with this little, little, little thing. So what seeds are you planting? What seeds are you planting that are eventually becoming you? So if you realize this, that you're, if your language is very committed to who you want to be, who you, what you're longing for to be, to be, to represent in this world, because you have a choice, 
What are you committed to then? What, what words are you sharing? And then we're coming to a very interesting point because it are, it, like, it's a shift in perception. That was, that's what happened to me at least when I was reading these words. That is the work of the mind. It's the work of the mind. So your mind actually has a very important job. And he says, what is the job of your mind? It should listen consciously and help you to be surprisingly successful. So what this implies to me is we speak, the mind has to listen. It's like we're giving a, a direction to the mind. We're giving it an assignment and then it should help us to manifest that. And often we feel it's the other way around. The mind is like talking to us and we feel we, ha we, we have to follow these thoughts. But what he says here, no, you are talking actually to the mind. The mind has to listen to what you say and help you to ha have that become your, uh, to bring that into realization. That's like a whole other perception. And it's like really showing you, and again and again, of course, in spiritual practices, this is what the masters try to teach us, is that your mind is your instrument, it's your tool. It's not who you are. So our task is to come to the essence of what we want to create consciously. Be committed to that. And be aware of the fact that the, our mind is actually our biggest tool to help us bring that into realization. Your mind is like a, um, your mind is the universal mind. There is a, at the end, there is no separation. So it's a co-creation and we need to use our spiritual practice to have our mind very alert, very sharp, very clean, very clear. So it can listen to what is truly wanting to be manifested through us. And we need to be very aware of what we're putting out there. And what we're putting out there is our vibration, is what, we not, what we're not saying, but a big part of it is also what we say, what we speak, the power of the spoken word. So the work of your mind is to listen to your committed language because that is what you will become. And we can choose in what we say, what we want to create. Do we want to create our success? Do we want to create our failure? Do we want to create happiness? Do we want to create misery? And I mean, we all know in some sense what happiness feels like. Happiness is being here, being present, enjoying what you do, the simplest things, cutting a cucumber, painting a wall, playing a game with your kids, uh, caressing your pet, like happiness is in the small things. And it's just about feeling good. And misery is when we're not present in the moment. Misery is when we stay stuck in stories from the past, when we stay stuck in negative projections about ourselves, about the world, about our relationship. That's misery and that's all happening in the mind. And we need to become aware that before the mind, before anything, you are there, you are here. You are perceiving this whole play of the 
material world, of your body, of the mind, everything is being perceived. So you need to rest there. That is your duty as a yogi, to come back, to drop back into that, into that spaciousness, that openness where there is nothing. Ultimately, there is nothing. But in this play, we have the vibration, the sound and the light that is like manifesting itself into material objects, things, bodies, people. It's an expression of consciousness. And we create with our choices, we create things in that manifest. I hope uh, I'm, I'm able to <laughs> bring this across and maybe stir something inside of you so that you can reflect on this throughout the course of this week. What are you saying? What are you putting out there? What seeds are you planting in this uh, endless vibration and, and, um, of the infinite that is present everywhere, that is present on this planet? What are you putting into that field of consciousness? What is going to take shape? What are you, the, the seed is the one thing and then you're going to water it with the, you're going to water it with your attention. What are you repeating again and again? That is a very important thing to be aware of. What words are you repeating in conversations with your family? If they ask you how you're doing with your friends, what words are you repeating about your life? And is that truly the story that you want your life to be? We create the story of our lives. Things happen to us, yes. But how do we inter interpret these things? What is the story that we make out of these happenings? How do we take that with us in the, in the next days, in the weeks? How do we keep that story alive? So what words are you saying? What words are you speaking? Is your language committed? And what is it committed to? Happiness or misery? Upliftment or bringing you down? All right? So that is something that I wanted to share with you today. And I want to do a meditation with you now uh, with a powerful mantra, a one that is like the, the most beautiful short mantra that has the power to bring you into the bliss of existence, to blow away all the other concepts and to really bring you just in the bliss of being here, simply being here. I am, I am, nothing else. And that's the mantra, Wahe Guru, Wahe, wow, it's an exclamation of ecstasy. Guru is the teacher, the wisdom that is present everywhere. It's not a person, it's not somebody, it's not me, it's not... It's everything, it's life. Life is your teacher. And you are life. So there is also no separation there. The question is, are you willing to be present? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to hear? <laughs> so Wahe Guru, that's the mantra that we're gonna use. And it's a, a meditation that will make your mind very alert because it's an interplay. You need to have your mind alert and sharp and you need to be awake. So that you can tell, you can start to have a, a communication with your mind. You are going to talk to your mind instead of vice versa. Yeah, you become aware that, of the fact that actually you are giving direction to your mind instead of your mind is giving direction to you. 
That is your work in your spiritual practice. To wake up to that truth. To, that, to become so aware of it. Alright, so this meditation that we're going to do now really helps you with that. And we're going to stimulate the pinky fingers that are connected to the planet of Mercury, which is the, the planet of communication. So it's going to uh, also, by the way, the hard meridian is running through your pinky finger. So it's like activating the, the qualities of the hard. So you can bring that neutrality, openness, compassion into your communication, not just with others, but also with yourself. And you become thus very aware of the impact of the seeds that you're putting out through your words. All right, let's do it. So before we start the meditation, let us tune in together. We're using the power of sound, the power of word, the power of mantra with the Adi Mantra, the primal mantra, Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. It's an acknowledgement that you bow to, you pay respect to, you, you acknowledge the primal creative power that is in everything, so also in you. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo, I bow to that infinite wisdom. That is everywhere. The Guru. Guru is everything. Yeah? It's everywhere if you're willing to see it, to hear it and to feel it. So just this little mantra. Little, sorry, excuse me. This great mantra. <laughs> power of spoken word. Can already open so much. If you do it consciously. If you open yourself for the vibration if you're willing to let the seeds of this mantra drop into your heart and take root in there all right so bring your hands together on a deep breath rub your hands and exhale so let's do one more deep breath and then bring the thumbs together let them rest against the heart center with the fingers pointing straight up and your Lower arms are parallel to the floor. And try to bring a little bit of pressure between your palms, but not tense to the shoulders. Keep the shoulders very relaxed and the heart lifted. And take a few deep breaths. And then we're going to vibrate these sounds. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. We're going to chant it together for three times. Inhale to begin. Alright, 
So let's meditate together. The mudra is as follows. The thumbs are connected, the index fingers are connected and the middle fingers are connected. Uh, so you're creating like a triangle shape. The ring finger and the pinky finger are not touching. You're bringing this mudra in front of the heart center with the thumbs pointing towards the body and the index finger and the middle and the middle finger connected pointing straight up. Throughout the meditation, you're staying aware of the fact that you're not letting the ring fingers touch. They are not touching at all. But we're going to bring the pinky fingers together and then separate them again. So the palms of the hands will come a little bit closer together and then you will separate them again. And we're going to do this while we chant the mantra Wa-He-Guru. Wa-He-Guru. So we're trying to chant them when, and listen to these sounds and hear the separate parts of it that together become these words. So Wa-He-Guru. Wa-He-Guru. So in one repetition of the mantra, you're bringing the pinkies together. And then the next one, you're going to separate them. So you need to stay very alert. And you need to stay very alert of the fact that you're not letting the ring fingers touch. So it's a training for your mind to be very alert, to stay very awake, to stay very open and, and present. Yeah? If you're distracted, you're going to get confused. And actually, that's true for real life too. If you're getting distracted in a conversation, in your work, in whatever you're doing, that's like an invitation for confusion. So we train ourselves to stay present, to be present, yeah? And to really notice what is going on, to really notice what we're putting out there. The eyes are going to be fixed at the tip of your nose to stimulate the optical nerve and the pineal gland. If you're not used to it, it will put a little, it will put quite some pressure. So you're going to feel it, but try to train these muscles. It's muscles. So train these muscles and, and through the muscle and the pressure that is being produced, the pineal gland will be activated, which is beautiful because it's like your gateway to experience the oneness, the bliss, the Wahiguru. We're going to do it for three minutes. Okay. So... <clears throat> Let's get into the position, just putting some tambura for the vibration in the back. Thumbs together, index fingers together, middle fingers together, pinky finger, ring finger are not touching, thumbs towards the heart, pointing towards the heart center, and the other finger straight up, look at the tip of your nose, inhale to begin. Why Guru? Why Guru? Why Guru? Why Guru? Why Guru? Why Guru? Wow. 
Exhale, relax, bring your hands down. Close your eyes, relax the focus of the eyes. You can either rest your palms facing up or down, as you prefer. Take a few deep breaths. Inhale deeply and exhale. Gently open your eyes. You can blink your eyes for a few times. Move your fingers, bring yourself back. And that was our meditation for this week. So if you would like to practice it more often, be my guest, of course, please do. And uh, it's advised to start with three minutes so that you can build your, your focus, your, your attention span can expand <laughs> after a few days maybe. Just feel how it feels for you. If three minutes is very easy for you, go to five or seven or nine. Maximum time of this meditation is 11 minutes. So you can use this video to remind yourself of how to do it, the official name of this meditation I will share with you also of course is called Mercury Projection. So if you want to look it up on the internet, Google Mercury Projection Meditation and hopefully you will find it there. And uh, yeah, ha use it as a, as a way, as a, a daily reminder of what is it that you're saying, speaking. What vibration are you really bringing into sound and sharing with those around you? And to finalize this session today, I would like to share the um, 
quote of Yogi Bhajan, the teaching of Yogi Bhajan once more for you to listen to and to take it with you in your day and the rest of this week. Yes? All right, there we go. If you can listen and hear the power of your own spoken word, your own committed language, and it is remembered by you, it becomes you. That is the work of the mind. It should listen consciously and help you be surprisingly successful. So what surprises are there when we consciously listen and hear the power of our own spoken word? That is the invitation for this week. Let's close together with three long satnam, sat, vibrating truth, nam. It's our true name. Truth is my name. That's what I really am. Sat Nam. Inhale deeply to begin. Sat Nam. Sat Nam. Sat Nam. Sat Nam. Love to all, light to all, peace to all. Be blessed and have a great week. Bye.